Hello. What was that? I want to say hi and then I changed to hello. Hello. Welcome to the Weekend Watch Recap here at She Speaks Bravo. We're getting some great TV, I tell you. And I'm just going to get started. Not too much of a preamble, so I can just get us right into this. Okay, I think I should start with Drag Race. I'm not 100% sure why. I just feel like we're in a Drag Race kind of mood. You know what I mean? So we're going to be merging the queens together. And I love how much the producers make the queens do all of this, like they're about to fight. You know, like they're like, oh, you think you got it? Hmm? Like do those weird, the weird little thing that they did. And then they have them walk in and have an entrance. Like, that's right. Only for them to be like, sister, I love my sister. <laughs> Producers are just trying to make a fight, but we, we know they're going to love each other. Get over it. Just stop already. Plain Jane. Now she is bringing interview reads that are, you know what they kind of remind me of actually? They remind me of Raven season one or two or her first season. Was she season one or two? Whatever her first season was. Oh, I love how I'm supposed, I, on this, on this, um, StreamYard, it says that I can technically go live on, on Instagram, but every time I do, it says, we're having trouble streaming to Instagram. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway, let me just say hi to the, let me say hi to the chat first, guys. Hold on. Hi, Irene. Hi, Nish. Hi, Kylie, Marion, Evelyn, Zachary. Melly on the beat. I love that. Essie, Murder Mittens. Hi. Hi, Amit. Okay. Okay, so back to what I was saying. Jane, or actually they call her Plain. Plain, they don't call her Jane. They call her Plain as her nickname. Plain is really trying to give those savage reads that Raven gave back in the beginning when it was like old school drag race and they would just read each other down. I mean, Raven was harsh, don't get me wrong. But I just don't feel like Plain's drag really allows her to have this much shade. She's talking about a mandatory meeting and she says, I'm sorry to the drag race audience that they have to witness such a goblin. You know, like here's, here's what I'm saying. My barometer is Raven. And if Raven wouldn't say it, it's too much. Okay. Cause even when Raven said it, it was too much. Morphine says that she knows plain Jane from, and then she just goes from back where I know you from. I was like, what does that mean? Jane, but Jane says she's a morphine stan. And morphine is surprised Plain won the talent show. So I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a lot of controversy around Jane or Plain. I All you have to do is look up RuPaul Drag Race, Plain Jane controversy, and a bunch of stuff comes up. And at some point, basically, she's considered not very liked in her hometown. But then it turned into some sort of online, it kind of became a conspiracy where they were likening her to Sherry Pie. And a couple of Plains friends came into the, joined the chat and they said, no, 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 it's not like that. And they said they love, they love her and she's great. Uh, but Morphine had just such like a prickly 
vibe with her. And they're technically sisters, as Plain will explain in the in Untucked. And I will cover Untucked, by the way. Anyway, when, when Safira says that she won the talent show, because they're like, okay, who won yours? Whatever. Plasma goes, yes, Miss Diva, Miss Bass. And Safira is like, actually, I sang soprano because I have a six octave range. And Plasma is giving us the, let's see what you got. I'm a singer too, bitch, in her interview. So I don't know how I feel about Plasma. I don't know. I don't know yet. It's a new day in the workroom, as they say. And Safira and Plain get their immunity potions, which I really love. I love the way that they're, I love the the prop. I think that's fun. And so you can use it to save yourself or another queen, which is interesting. It adds, it adds a mystery to it, doesn't it? But like, who wouldn't save themselves? This week, it's a ball. And during Rue's reviews, as Rue goes around, Q talks about his grandmother, who he no longer speaks to. And that was a, a moment. And we always get it. That's what Drag Race is so great for. That's why Drag Race wins all the damn time. Because it gives you everything. It gives you the emotions. It gives you the history. It gives you all of that you need. But uh, then, Rue, remember how Rue didn't have faith in Nymphia's, in Nymphia Wynn's design idea with the tie? Remember how that, remember how that went down? But then Nymphia pulls out a Gutierre-looking amazing situation. But Hershey, on the other hand, shows her sock skirt and it's, it's bad. It's very bad. It's not good. It's literally, there's not even a deconstruction of the socks. It's just a row of socks. <laughs> Why would she, hmm. But what's scary is she held that up. Like, here's the start of it. And you're like, oh no. Oh, what? No, mm -mm, that can't be the start of it. No, 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 no. The queens get the results of rate a queen, but it's not like who voted for who. It's just like these were where you guys placed. I was a little confused when Megami was upset and said, I think I showed something different and unique. Because I was like, I'm so sorry, but you didn't. You lip sank and, and held up signs. That was not unique. Mirage's outfit is looking like a total disaster in the workroom, but damn, does she pull that out? Plain tries to throw Geneva off because they got the they got the um, unconventional materials. This also reminds me. Okay, when I first started watching Drag Race, it was only like four years ago that I decided to binge all of it. It made me look at Project Runway like you pussies, <laughs> you don't do shit compared to these drag drag race bitches. Okay. Because the unconventional challenge is always the big one for for um, Project Runway. <laughs> these these queens are about to make multiple outfits and then this. Okay, so please, so please, Project Runway, you could never do what the queens do. And I've heard from people who work on Project on um, RuPaul's Drag Race that it's even crazier than it seems. Like it's not a week. I think they were saying it's a couple days and then they have a challenge or a runway or whatever. It's a, it's nonstop constant and they're doing it in heels. But anyway, so plane tries to go over to throw off Geneva and be like, do you feel confident even with the fact that you used more stretch fabric than the non-conventional material that was being provided? And Geneva says, 
Well, they also provided the stretch fabric. So if they didn't want us to use it, they wouldn't have put it there. It's good. Hershey, thank God, threw out the sock skirt and came up with something that, quote, more represents my drag. And it was giving Chico's. It was not great. Nymph, there's a really cute moment in the workroom where they're making Nymphia be like the Spanish messenger between Morphine, Geneva, and Maya. And they just have, they just send Nymphia over to say an insult. I thought that was fabulous. Okay, runway time, mother of all balls. The first category is Mother Goose. The second is Significant Mother. And the third is Call Me Mother Father Eleganza. And so I'm going to go through my thoughts once I, I, they do the Ray to Queen. I like, I actually do like what they're doing here because it kind of, it gives them a little bit more time. The judges are only going to critique the top and bottom from the Ray to Queen. I think that is, that's good. That's a huge cast, right? But okay. In Ray to Queen, I did appreciate a mandatory meeting voting plain Jane 10th because she was a little shady, but then plain Jane votes for her 13th. So could have even gone to the bottom. Okay, so the top queens, Nymphia, Q, Safira. Bottom queens, Geneva, Hershey, Maya. Okay, I will get to all of the looks, I swear. I'm just going to go through this this way. That way we have plenty of time for me to do traders as well. So Geneva. You know, I loved the outfit idea. The little Miss Muffet, super puffy, but it just, it, it the execution was a bit cumbersome. It wasn't quite there. And I was right there with them. I did not get Salma Hayek from that look. I really did not. And Carson, Carson says, I got fancy ladies shopping for groceries in Staten Island, which I was like, oh, that actually, yeah, that's, that's about it. And then the last, the last look is the is the stretchy material one and Rue goes, did you mean for it to write up in the back? And Geneva, you gave us the right answer. She says, yes and no. No when I started, but yes when I finished. And that they that won her points. They're like, okay, okay. But I mean they still made her lip sync. Anyway, Hershey, I agree. The B look, the the first B I mean, as much as I hate the color, that bright color yellow, I was like, okay, this is, this is good, but they didn't touch enough on mother nature. I'm sorry, the mother nature look. And I wish I could figure out how to put pictures up on the screen for you guys that are watching it. Um, next time I swear I'm working on, on figuring stuff out. I got the lights. Now I have lights, but I will get that. Um, but it, this look was a disaster. This look, there were the pieces of, I don't even know what you would call that. The, the like pieces at the collar, it was an actual disaster. It was it, so not great, but Michelle busts Hershey because that look, the last look she's standing in, you did not make the pants and the look is very basic and the hair is flat. The hair is flat. The hair is flat. It was not giving. Now Maya Mon, I'm very baffled by Maya Mon. I'm very, I'm very baffled. The first look with the feathers, they came up they did come up too high. It was a proportion issue. I love Michelle without any concern over how this is going to come across. She says, I wasn't getting little Kim. I was getting more Missy. And I was like, you didn't have to go with someone who's a bit more curvy, you know, but I did. I also didn't get little Kim. I also didn't. I got not little Kim. That's not what I got. 
But then Isaac calls this last look with the with the plaid and the dress and the whatever. It's giving Forever 21. And I literally said, that's what it is. That's, I couldn't remember. That's what it was. And then Rue asks her, what was your favorite look? And she says, Mother Canary, because it reminds me of me, very loud and vibrant. And Rue goes, you don't seem very loud to me. And then Rue goes, you know, I'm getting a timid feeling from you. And Maya just goes, no. <laughs> Look, nothing will ever compare to when Pearl came for Rue and that stare down after that, the stare down. But that was like, that was getting me up there with it. You can't just say no. You can't just say no. That's not how, no. But I mean, it shut her up. She just kept it moving. <laughs> so Q, they live for everything. Of course they do. Isaac says that Judy was his favorite significant mother of the night, of course. And Rue asks, what was the hardest part that you had with this last one? You know, that like very couture thing. And Q goes, um, nothing. That's right. Nothing. Nymphia, they love as they should. They should love. They should. Oh my God. I agree with Michelle though. I did not get Angelina at all from her second look, but the tie look, it was everything. It was show-stopping. Fabulous. Safira, they love too. And I also love Safira. Oh my God. The way they described the last look Safira is in. First, Isaac says, it's very shucked. It's very Green Acres. And then Carson says, with a dash of the whiz. <laughs> oh, spot on. Absolutely spot on. And then Isaac really gives Safira props. You have a very special way of moving. It's a very, it's a star, star quality. The winner is Lymph is Lymphia, <laughs> Nymphia, but lip syncing is Geneva and Hershey. The song was cuter. I like this song a little bit better. Maybe you're the problem by Ava Max. And I have to say, I view this as a tie. I really did. I thought they both did great. The difference is Geneva can give you a split and Hershey did not. And also not making the whole third look and just using pants and tie and, and sewing in a little piece of fabric. It isn't totally fair. So I felt bad for Hershey. I would like to see Hershey get a glimpse of herself on the show, learn from it and come back for an all-star. I think, I think I would like to see her try again or even can they just come back and do another one? But now let's go to untucked because that's where the real stuff goes down. Megami, let me say, let me tell you this much. She is lucky she was safe. That skirt was an entire mess. The, there was no structure to it. It was, it was a whole disaster. Okay, so she's lucky. Plasma asks Mirage, which was such a shady way to ask it, but I'm sorry, it was very well done. Says, what's it like to be safe and not be in the bottom? <laughs> Mirage is such a shy queen and I love her. I really do. She doesn't showboat at all. She just kind of goes, I, I mean, yeah, but I made it work. Whatever. I think she's, oh, I just, I love her. Plain says that the vote, I think the voting was very fair. And they're like, yeah, but then they go, Geneva, I'm, I'm surprised Geneva was in the bottom. And Plasma says that she's surprised Megami wasn't in the top. Plasma, what are you talking about? But I will say Dawn was rightfully bummed she wasn't in the top because her looks really did slay. That black and white, like Audrey Hepburn, is that who it was? But it that was so cool. 
Dawn really did pull out some amazing, three very diverse, very unique looks. So I, I, I do feel bad that Dawn wasn't, wasn't in there. Plasma, though. She goes, I love just giving the full camp with the Tweedledee, Tweedledum. And thank you, Dawn, and the cocktail you are sipping on. Because Dawn speaks her truth and mine and says, I hated that look. And then it turns out, so did a mandatory meeting. And so did basically everyone and the only person, because they go, raise your hand if you didn't like it. And I think Mirage was the only one that's like, I don't want to participate. This is just getting mean. Because I, I agree. I still, I think I understand what Plasma was going for with the the two butts in the back. But I, it just, I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't fully get it. I did not fully get it. Now here, here's where it gets disgusting, Plain. Plain goes all the way to the other couch. She was sitting on this couch. She gets up and she goes over to the other couch to tell a mandatory and morphine's right in the middle. Plain goes, I'm just, I'm not warming up to you looks wise. And morphine goes, that's my sister. So be careful. Plain says, I hope that you're able to sway my opinion on how you've been looking, which is really, it's just not really great. It's not. Mirage, that was great. I, there's like a shade drum or button or something, and she's just banging it. Because honestly, plain, who who asked you? You know, it's I don't know why, but it was the getting up and going all the way to the other couch. Not like it was far, but still, just like you didn't need to do that. You could have just set it right where you were. And your your drag is not so amazing that you could do this. You're, that's why I don't buy the goofy queen, Jimbo-y type stuff that Plain is doing. Because I feel like this is her, she's a bitch. And like I said, like I've mentioned Raven a hundred times already this episode, but at least with Raven, Raven gave you bitch in her drag. <laughs> Raven was a C-U-N-T. And she just read everybody. But I just think Plain is performing. Plain is trying to give us TV moments. And unfortunately, it will work. Because producers, they talk and they decide who to vote for and whatnot. I mean, I don't know. I think this Rada Queen is is giving a little bit more mm, transparency, perhaps, to the um, for the audience. Because I know that that's been a critique for a long time. In that they just figure out who they want to keep around, and so they they vote based on that. This at least gives some of the some of the autonomy to the queens themselves to vote for their peers, and then they can go from there. But Plain is giving TV moments, TV moments, and that's that. And it's like at the expense of a. No, I don't love a mandatory meetings drag either, but there is no need. There is no need. A mandatory is like, I don't even know who you are. And Plain thinks, well, we're voting, so I'm just not getting what you're bringing. And that's. I, she's 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 she should not get the power. Plain should not have any power because she's like, oh, perfect. Now they have to kiss my ass. Like, okay, whatever. Plasma then jumps in. Miss Jane, why don't you untangle that arm hair from your bracelet before you keep going? <laughs> Epic. Pla but I like Plain goes. Who said that? And then, oh, you're another girl who hasn't been serving it looks wise. So why are you talking? I'm sorry. I know you made the top one time and won the first one, but honey, mm-mm. Plain says to Amanda, this doesn't mean we can't still be sisters. Um, what? 
Don comes in. Okay, I'm kind of dying though. Don comes in to make Amanda feel better. And this is what she says. You are a light and a joy to be around. And after getting to know you, everything you do makes sense. <laughs> Sorry. It's like you didn't really compliment her <laughs> with her drag. You weren't like your drag is incredible. What you said was you're a light and a joy to be around. And the more I know you, the more I understand what this is. This is you. So, so the rest of the girls come in from getting critiqued. And Geneva, who is pissed, she says, does anyone have the courage to tell me that they put me on the bottom? And Tsunami and Q both admit to it. And I I thought it was a bit bold of, Zun of Tsunami to say, you know, you basically kind of gave up or whatever when Zun she didn't even sew any of her stuff. She like hot glued everything on. So it was bold. But poor her, she has a whole breakdown because she was hoping to get to the next level with her career for her kids. Because that's what the show can do, right? This show takes you from being the local person to stardom. But hey, as they said, Vanjie was first out. Vanjie was first out. And look what Vanjie has still been working with the Drag Race uh, universe, right? Nymphia talks about how she misses her drag daughters. And... I can just imagine how cute she is as a drag mom. But Morphine calls Nymphia's tie look the best in drag race history. And I would like to know, do we agree with that? Do we agree that it was one of the best ever? Because I don't know. I think it was the best ever. I think I need to look at a bunch. It was up there, though. It was up there for sure. Um, oh, hi, Emma. I love you, too. Chivy, shivy, you're not late at all, honey. You're right on time. Right on time. Okay, let's now, let me look at the chat. Who else did I miss? Hi, Jazz. Hi, Jasmine. Love Emily's cast. She's so talented. Oh, thank you. Yay, you made a live, Samantha. Woo. Wanda, Wanda, here we go. Um, Carly, hi. Susan, hi. Miss Diamond, hi. Joanne, hi. Evelyn, I'm not sure if I said hi to you yet, but hi again, in case I did. Um, okay, so I want to know from you guys that are here, who was your fave look? Did you agree with Nymphia's win? I, I kind of don't know if I – because I didn't think Nymphia's second look looked like Angelina, but that tie look, you know, ugh, amazing. The tie look was just incredible. Let me know who you guys wanted to have it, if we agree or not. But yeah, I get, I, once I get to the um, the sad part, you know, like after they say goodbye to them and they pack up and stuff, I can't watch them read the letters that they write for each other without crying every time. So I sometimes have to just like skip it because it's just, it's just too sweet. It's just too nice. And they're all so sweet to each other. Did, I wonder if anyone's ever written something shady as hell. I wonder if anyone's ever been like, you deserve to go home. Good. Goodbye. Ooh, Danielle, first time listener. Hello. Welcome to the channel. I'm so happy. Well, Janelle, I seen you with Kiefer. I don't care about Kiefer. When my brother-in-law figured out that 
he wasn't eating enough nutrients and actually it was messing with him. It was giving him a lot of anxiety and he wasn't sleeping well. So he embarked on a mission to learn how to cook healthier, well-rounded meals. And he actually used Green Chef because Green Chef, it takes the work out of eating clean because they offer chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved recipes that feature certified organic fruits and vegetables, organic cage-free eggs, and sustainably sourced seafood. So with Green Chef, you can count on meals that are good for your taste buds, but they're good for your body and they're good for the planet. Green Chef delivers everything you need to eat clean the easy way, especially here in this new year. Nourish your body with chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved recipes that are packed with clean ingredients that support your healthy lifestyle, and they taste great too, and they're also easy-to-follow recipes. That was my brother-in-law's big thing, is you can get a cookbook full of recipes and instructions, but the Green Chef instructions are so easy. It's all pre-portioned ingredients too, so you're not wasting anything. And it also introduces you to new ingredients, ingredients that you wouldn't go out and buy, but because they're included in this delicious recipe, there you go. Go to greenchef.com slash 60 she speaks and use code 60 she speaks to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. Okay. So go to greenchef.com slash 60. She speaks and use code 60. She speaks to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Omarosa, may I also say that I find you to be a fucking guzzling Republican. ShipStation is a company I wish I had known about when I was trying to be a drop shipper some years ago because I didn't know shipping costs are expensive and it's the number one cause of abandoned carts because I know I'm not paying for expensive shipping. And in a landscape where free and fast shipping is the norm, it's really hard for smaller e-commerce businesses to compete with that. ShipStation has the best discounts in the industry, so you don't have to worry about overpaying for shipping. You get up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates. And if that's not enough, use my promo code to try ShipStation free for two months. ShipStation makes it super easy to grow your business because it handles all of your orders from one dashboard across a bunch of different marketplaces. So if you're selling online on Amazon, Etsy, eBay, and Shopify, and more, they've got you right there. One dashboard. You manage every order from there. You automate routine shipping tasks. You print shipping labels. You can easily compare rates and delivery times that you optimize every shipment, and you can automate delivery notifications. Also, with the enterprise solutions, they make warehouse optimization easy, so ShipStation scales when you do, okay? Keep growing your business all year long with ShipStation. Use promo code SHESPEAKS today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code SHESPEAKS. I will be having fun living with your boyfriend. I don't care about keeper. I pie. You're both hot. All right, let's go to traders. I think I've done the drag race of it all. Let's do traders now. Okay. Let me write down the timestamp so I can put the chapters in for everybody. Okay, you guys, Traders is my entire personality right now. It's so freaking good. Um, Phaedra came alive. Phaedra came alive. So also to Parvati, her faces are so, she does like, let me try to do it. 
she goes like, it's so interesting. She just always does it. So it's interesting that it's not a giveaway because people are like, that's just her face. But she's always like, I'm going around, looking around like this. It's so intense. The way she hands that chalice to Ekansu was brilliant. Ekansu didn't even see it coming. She didn't even see it. She goes, you can have it. And then she takes a sip and she goes, oh, I don't like it. Oh, okay. And then Ekansu even says, I love you. I would never think you're a traitor. Dan is right in front of them too. He doesn't even see it. Doesn't even notice it. They cut through this really fast, but Deontay has left the game, you guys, after, quote, the day's events. He's left the game. He couldn't handle it, you guys. I told you. He couldn't. They couldn't the the on-site on uh, therapist was like, I think he should go home. I don't think this is not for him. It's too much. He can't deal with it. Dan and Phaedra are the first ones in, and neither of them have a clue who it was. And the next is Parvati. And when she says it was Ekansu that she gave it to, <laughs> freaking Phaedra is, Lord, not Ekansu. Lord, not Ekansu. Jesus, Lord. Because she had just voted for Ekansu and knows it could put a target on her. Dan sees this opportunity right away. Dan's too good, technically. He's just not giving me any showmanship, but he's he figures out real quick that that could be perfect for me if it if they are on to Phaedra because it would really throw them off throw them off his scent Janelle comes in and she goes I'm so happy to see all three of these people because I love all of them if Phaedra were to leave I would not be okay but any of the other housewives I'd be okay little does she know Phaedra's doing that good of a job Tamara comes in she's wearing a fit and you know what I like it with the hat I I don't really know fashion I like I, I lean more costumey anyway so I'm sure people would critique this to all hell and back, but I, I thought it was cute. Larsa thinks that she's onto them though. She realizes that they're targeting her inner circle and she was allegedly close with Johnny and Max, Johnny Bananas and Max. I'm like, you were? But Ekansu comes in. Parvati makes the most obvious face. No one clocks it though, because she just makes that face all the time. But she's like, <laughs> Alan comes in though. And, oh my God. Alan's dramatic and amazing monologue. The way he goes today, one of you will die. And he points to them slowly. And then they have to dress for the funeral. When he explains to them that someone has been poisoned. Now it's time to dress for the funeral. I mean, this is incredible. This is amazing. This is amazing. Absolutely. Peter goes, did, was anyone given a drink? And I was like, oh my God, they're going to figure this out. But really, truly, nobody noticed. Ekansu really did not. She didn't make a big gesture out of it or anything. And it, just, it was over. So no one's on to her at all. Ew, guys, Kevin. Ew. Kevin goes, I, th I thought if you were a traitor, you'd vote me out to Tamara. And Tamara goes, do your kids chew with their mouths open to Larsa and Larsa goes, no, she goes, exactly. And then they show him eating a croissant smack in his mouth. Who still eats with their mouth open? Who does that? But I like that Kevin's getting under their skin. Like a lot of them don't like Kevin, which I appreciate. L Larsa's, she was doing so well. She's now shifted. Unfortunately, she shifted and she thinks that it's someone who's very alpha. I wouldn't at all consider Dan to be alpha. 
But also at, in the same time, I would. But then unfortunately next to CT, it's going to be an alpha. But so she's kind of going, whatever. Trishel and Janelle think it's Ekansu because she was just overacting. And when she said that they really want, she really wants to get the traitors, they were like, we don't believe it. We don't buy it. Now, mind you, they're saying this with Dan. And Dan's like, hmm, mm -hmm, yes, possible. Absolutely. Kevin's contribution to all of this is that he ate a lot the day before. So he definitely got poisoned. Did you, if you watched last season, I missed some, what was that dumb, the, the athlete, the swimmer, what was his name? He was so dumb and funny. I loved him. He was so stupid. I miss him. What was his name? Do you guys remember that? I don't remember. Um, okay. Dan convinces Parvati to take a shot at Phaedra, which is fucking brilliant. He's brilliant at this. He convinces her by basically, I don't know how she doesn't say, why don't you do it? But she just kind of is like, okay, yeah, great idea. And he goes, yeah, I need Phaedra out and I'm going to have Parvati do it for me. So, okay, bye. Alan's funeral outfit is everything. Oh my God. And then Larsa is in like a velvet bodysuit with this lace headpiece dripped over her. I'm living. I'm living for this. I'm right there with Tamara. This is a good way to die. They march to the death. I am dying. They're giving us all the drama, all the visuals. And of course, we know who is in heaven. Phaedra. Phaedra is a funeral queen. She's in absolute heaven. Okay, the first stop they get to, they get this clue that says the players who are safe are the ones born in the same year as another player. MJ. MJ's like, I'm not even saying my birth year. Okay. She goes, my doctor may not even know. My husband definitely doesn't know my real age. Okay. But then my cause of death was Sandra goes, I'm 74. And Larsa goes, I'm 74. And Sandra's interview, she goes, I was actually surprised that we were born the same year. I thought she was at least 10, 12 years older than me. <laughs> older. Did anyone expect her? To, I thought she was going to say younger. But the fact that she said older and just kept it moving, she didn't even try to throw that shade. She wasn't even attempting to be shady. She just was like, that's how it is. Epic. Amazing. So Sandra and Larsa have the same year, and then Kevin and Dan are the same year. So those four are safe. At the second stop, the choir sings, who still in the funeral march did Johnny Bananas trust the most? They guessed Trishel and CT, and it's right. And CT says, this is honestly the first time Bananas ever saved me. She's like, God damn it, we should have seen more of them together, working together. Damn it. The third stop, those that are safe and are not dead, ran through the scarecrows dressed in red. And that was John, Bergie, and Phaedra, and someone else. So they're left with MJ, Ekansu, and Parvati. Now, the way Alan leads them to this final march towards death, the way he just throws that cape behind him, and he just, there is a whole grave they dug. There is a whole grave that is dug. And all three have to get in a coffin and the players throw black a black rose in the coffin that they think the traitors have poisoned. And they all give it to MJ. And I love her so much. She goes, 
it, you know how they say, you know, you don't, you want to be at your own funeral. It's so beautiful yet tortured. And she does this like hand gesture. She's so funny. The way Alan slams Ekansu's and says the one is Ekansu. She was the one who was murdered. MJ is shocked. And someone who I later find out is Peter goes, MJ's a traitor. Okay, no. And they're not really burying her, right? Like I couldn't. Then they start to cover <laughs> something. They cover a coffin with dirt. There's no way Ekansu is really in there, right? That is not. No, there's no way, right? That's too much. They wouldn't do that. Ekin Sue's like off to the side, wait, wait watching. Cause like the, I would, I wouldn't allow that to happen to me. Hell no. I also love Tamara's funeral look as well with, the, with another little hat. I thought it was cute. Sandra now is on full scoping mission alert, right? She's got to figure it out. And the way she says Larsa runs the housewives was so hysterical to me. It was like they were a gang and Larsa is their leader. And it just really made sense for Larsa. She runs the housewives. Sandra doesn't like her either. And she wouldn't. Sandra wouldn't. She would not like a Larsa at all. Parvati is smart and she gets the Larsa theory going. And she also adds, they perform every day on housewives, to which I said, rude. Okay. Rude. You don't know. That's not accurate. Okay. Janelle says that when Larsa led them in the cheers to Marcus, that could have been a time they were poisoned. And damn accurate. That that really is coming back to bite her for sure. Because I could see them putting that together. Larsa is convinced it's an alpha male though. So they go over the board and she says it's either Dan or CT, but much more like CT. I'm like, God damn it. But Sandra's right there. She's saying, she's saying it to Sandra. Sandra's good. She just infiltrates kind of slowly and, and subtly, you know? And she goes, uh-uh, I'm a gamer through and through. The gamers stick together. So then she goes and tells her people, we're going for Larsa because she's going for CT. Got it? Harvey goes into that round table with her sights on Larsa, but also just in general to alert the rest of them that do the math, there's four housewives, one of them has to be a traitor type of thing. So Janelle helps her out. She doesn't mean to, but Janelle opens with her Larsa theory. And that's just perfect for Parvati. Parvati's like, brilliant. And Janelle, go, it was something, I can't remember exactly what she said. It was, oh, the cheers, leading in the cheers. Janelle goes, I just think it was weird. And Larsa goes, you think that's weird? I think you're weird. I think how selfish you are is weird. It really shows you how like the housewives and the Bravo people can fucking come to fight. As where the gamers are less inclined, they're more political. And the housewives don't have that same, that same um, censoring, like self-censoring to do. You know what I mean? Not at all. <laughs> Peter points out that it would be brilliant if it was Larsa, because you you could if you murdered Marcus, no one would know it was you. Then Larsa throws out her theory about CT. But you're the biggest alpha male here. And CT smart this Ekansu elimination really throws people off in kind of a great way. Cause CT smartly asks, why would I why take out Ekansu? And it is true. Like no one gets that one. So it, it was kind of a perfect kill. And Larsa says, because he didn't need her. Well, that logic doesn't track at all. Larsa calls him the head of the snake and CT. He goes, I think you're giving me too much credit. 
It was kind of sexy there. I'm not really a CT girl anymore, but okay. Kevin chimes in. Well, fucking Kevin. He goes, I don't like this strong male alpha theory. If it, if, and then MJ goes, okay, however, it would fit if you were the traitor. And he's like, why would I fit? <laughs> Sorry. And she goes, because you would be intimidated by these stronger guys, these alpha guys. <laughs> and Kevin goes, why would you think I'm so insecure that I'd feel threatened by another man? <laughs> Sorry. It's just so perfect. MJ's like, well. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Kevin goes, okay, so if I were a traitor, I'd get rid of you, okay? I find you annoying. And MG just laughs like, okay, whatever. Oh, my God. Tamara says she also thinks it's Kevin because he's an actor and he was overacting at the funeral. But she also just, like, doesn't like Kevin. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was such a perfect way for MJ to insult him. <laughs> oh, my God. This is Parvati's perfect perfect moment because Tamara has just said, you're an actor. So I think you're acting. And then she can go, well, I, to bring up acting housewives are actors. And Larsa is like, we don't act my friend. We live our life. And I'm like, that's right. You fucking tell her. Okay. We don't. Okay. Parvati goes, it's performance as well. And Phaedra, Phaedra, she says, don't come for the housewives, honey. We are not a gang. And CT says that there's, he lets them know there's a theory that all out of, that you guys are all the traitors. And Phaedra says, don't do the housewives thing, honey. Don't do that parvity. Like she'd look right at parvity. She's like, fucking, don't you even fucking think about it. Alan's sheer sparkly top is giving. It's fucking giving, you guys. It's amazing. Oh my God. The wardrobe department needs an Emmy. Larsa, unfortunately, gets the most damn votes. The look, I've never seen a look on her face like that. I've never seen Larsa look like that. It was like, she's not comfortable with defeat. It doesn't happen to her often. And she was defeated. Her final speech, she says they're all totally off, totally lost. And when she says she's been a faithful from day one, Phaedra goes, told you. She's, mm-mm. Sheree, once again, though, Sheree goes, you guys are killing me. Shadra, <laughs> Shadra, you're in it too. You're in it too. Tamara goes, I think the housewives need to stick together, which is kind of a smart thing to say. As they're they're like leaving the roundtable area, Phaedra says to Sandra that she's like, oh, I wanted to vote for Parvati, but didn't want to vote Mab. But don't do that with the housewives. I Telling Sandra anything is kind of dangerous because she is clocking it. She is remembering every little fucking thing. Don't even... Get me started on that. So Trishel and CT, they chat. And they're they're talking about how they think it's one of the housewives. And Trishel's giving us a little bit of history. And I wish they had the rights to all the other shows that they've been on to show clips. Like, I don't love flashbacks. But in this case, I would love it if they could show, like, CT and Trishel fighting back in the day or something, or when they talk about any of them. But I'm, I have a feeling it's an, it's like CBS and NBC and all these different networks that they're not going to be able to get the footage from. But it is interesting that they've grown so much. But here's the best part. The trader meeting. 
Now, <laughs> Phaedra scared these white people so much. She thought, she thought, I'm sorry, not she thought, Parvati and Dan both thought, they both thought that they could just sacrifice Phaedra. Like she was, she's not a gamer. She's not going to get it. I can't do it justice. So I'm going to play the clip from Phaedra in the final traders meeting. And it is so amazing. That For you to go in there and try to throw me under the bus. Wait, what? What happened? Dan. When you do stuff like that, it brings attention to me. Like, oh, they work together here on the show. I'm like, are you kidding me? No one likes you, Barbity. Everyone says you're a traitor. We can be in this game together, but you're going to play fair. And if you don't, you have more problems at the faithful. <laughs> what she did tonight was unacceptable, and I will not tolerate it at all. I'm playing very fair with you. So don't do that to me. Both of you. <laughs> when she looks at Dan, when she looks at Dan, it says both of you. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> she scared them <laughs> to death. She can, Farmer keeps looking at Dan like, help, help me. You told me to do this. My face hurts. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was so fucking good. Oh my God. F Donna is, Donna, you're right. <laughs> this is, this is Phaedra's show now. <laughs> Oh my God, that was the best ending ever. Oh my God, you guys, I could not even. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, so someone asked if I had listened to the, uh, to what's her name's, Tamara's new podcast, because she's doing the, uh, the traders podcast. I haven't, I haven't caught it yet. I can't wait though. Cause she has Janelle as the first one. Um, Janelle and Tamara talk about how they never knew Phaedra was a traitor. Oh, Marion. I, I bet, I bet, which is so freaking funny because I think that any of us who've watched housewives, if we were on this show, we would be like, it's gotta be Phaedra because Phaedra's the most traitor of all of them, even over Larsa, you know, cause Larsa would, Larsa came in with her, boyfriend. So even, even I would, I think all of us would be like, it's totally Phaedra, you guys. It's totally her, but she did that good of a job. That's amazing. Let me look through some of this. Oh my God. God, that, that was so funny. Larsa does Ryan Lochte. Thank you, Priya. Ryan Lochte. Thank you, Susan. That is who I was thinking of Ryan Lochte. I would like to have him on every season because they'll, he'll, he'll end up leaving anyway, but he was just so dumb. Like there were, there were a few seasons with Ryan Lochte where everyone was 
in little meetings, right? Like around the castle talking and he was just wandering around. He goes, I know that these old castles have like secret layers. So he was like pulling books to try to find a secret door. So he he's a good dumb one. Kevin is annoying though. Kevin Kevin isn't as innocently dumb. Kevin's like a little bitch. I don't like Kevin. I don't dislike him though. I like that he's getting under their skin, but whew, man, that was so good. All right. I have like 15 minutes left of this live. So if anyone has anything else you want me to chat about, then uh, please leave it in the chatteroony. Um, God, my stomach hurts. My face hurts from laughing. It was just so, so funny. So funny. Oopsies. How are you guys, by the way? It's a Monday, right? Nothing. Nada. Okay. That works for me. That means I've covered everything you ever want me to cover. Vader always overreacts so hard to clock. Yeah, that's true. Amit, that is true. Phaedra does always overreact. Like I think I said it in last last week's when uh, Parvati was about to hand it to Sheree, but then Parvati ends up the, the chalice and then Parvati ends up walking away. No one else knew what Phaedra was going through, but she just goes, Lord Jesus. And I think Sheree's in front of her and she just like turns around like, no, that's just Phaedra being Phaedra, you know? Give us TV. They go for blood, housewives. They sure do. They sure do. Marsa is just the loudest. She is. She certainly is. I think Phaedra is going to, I don't know. I want, now I want Phaedra to take out Dan and Parvati just because they thought they could take her out. I'd love it. That's what I would like the most. I'll tell you that much. Is there anything happening in the Bravo world right now that I haven't touched on? I want to give you guys all the bang I can. Hold on. Let's see. What am I missing? Oh, you know what? Actually, this is totally unrelated to anything at all. Okay. At all. I just want to vent about something. And this might be considered a hot take. The only reason is because I just opened my um, Instagram to see if like any news had popped up. And I saw my Jersey, my Jersey Shore throwback post. The show Jersey Shore Family Vacation is terrible. Okay. It's just terrible. I recently rewatched it because I've been, I was trying to find like the Ron journey. It was just research that I was doing. And it's basically a favor to them, Jersey Shore Family Vacation. The cast doesn't have to bring anything, and they are relying on Angelina. Angelina is the person they rely on because she's the one willing to do all the drama stuff. But, like, if you've watched Floribama Shore, that was a cast, okay? I've also watched Geordie Shore up until, like, season 12, whenever Charlotte leaves. And, well, I have to say Geordie Shore gets the cheesiest. The producers make them do a lot more sound bites and it's like they they rely so heavily. MTV in general relies way too heavily on interview bites. So we can just watch the scene. I don't need you to cut over to someone going, and then we thought we'd go have some better fun in the other room. So we walked over there to the other room. I'm like, just show them walking over. There. I don't need that many interview bites. But Jersey Shore Family Vacation is literally a bunch of nothing. They give they give you these teases for the next episode and it's like nothing really happens. Literally nothing happens. 
And I want Floribama Shore back on the air, goddammit. Because I was I've been watching Jersey Shore Family Vacation going, is this is not a good show. It is just terrible. And it makes me sad because the original Jersey Shore, and I get why, like the original Jersey Shore was the experiment. And they went through a lot as people, and they I feel like they give them family vacation just as a gift, as like a thank you for being the pioneers and like letting everyone talk shit about them and everything they do in life. But I'm, I'm just, it drives me crazy that Floribama Shore is not back on. And don't get me wrong, I know, I know Floribama Shore had Gus, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go so far as to say I actually think Jeremiah was the problem. They should have never cast Jeremiah. He threw a wrench in the whole group. Sorry. It's just, I've been wanting to get that off my chest and I'm glad I did. Okay. When I see Jersey Shore Family Vacation voted or or nominated for like people's choice or whatever, or like Mike, the situation nominated for a people's choice. I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay. I'm sorry. You guys have been relying on Angelina, Angelina, who is just terrible. God, sorry. I just had to get that out. I just had to. Monica's lawsuit was dismissed. It sure was. It sure fucking was dismissed by the judge. The judge was like, I don't think you have a lawsuit here, lady. Or a countersuit. Her countersuit was dismissed. The beauty lab is still trying to get their money. Okay, good. Other people agree. Thank you, Shivy. Thank you. It didn't get better after Sammy's return then? Okay, Jazz, good question. Very good question. No. (laughs) It didn't because we got some good sweet moments with Sammy, um, but Sammy's also coming back very careful because they let them. They let them be so careful on the show, and she doesn't have to do much after that. They just, you know, they do the pranks and stuff, and Ron was separated. Ron didn't come back into the group this next season. I'm going to watch it because Ron and Sam are going to be filming together and I'm sure that's been like part of the deal. Like they're like, okay, Sam, if you do want to come back, you have to eventually film with Ron. Like that is going to be the thing. But no, it was an interesting thing. This is the, if this next season isn't good, then I tell you right now, like, forget it. Absolutely forget it. Amit says, thoughts on 8.5 being called out by the Anesthesiologist Society of America and her crazy response blaming Crystal for dragging it on. You know, okay, so. To have the inst, they have the like the whole society of anesthesiologists saying, "This is not. We don't condone this. This isn't good." And then having Anna Marie say that her profession is belittled and misunderstood. And here's a prime example of it. I'm shocked by that. I'm like, even even this much. Like, then why even have it exist? Why even have nurse anesthetists exist if anesthesiologists don't understand what you're doing there anyway? I am just confused. I I don't understand her, her claiming that the storyline was crystals about the esophagus is also bullshit because it was technically Kyle started it. And then Anna Marie didn't let it go. How was it? How was it crystals? Crystal was just saying that you won't shut up about it. You're the one doing that. So this, she, she can't even throw shade, right? Anna Marie. Actually, I'm also bored by the esophagus storyline. Okay, cool. Believe me, it wasn't Crystal's idea. All right? It wasn't. So, yeah, that was embarrassing. I just can't believe they did that. Like, what a shade. That was so shady of the anesthesiologist society to do that. 
she said she was the same as an anesthesiologist on the after show. Just get there a different way. And is that is that that's not true then, right? Yeah. Anyway, lame. If you guys didn't watch Floribama Shore, I do recommend it. If you need like a nice little binge. My problem, I will repeat over and over and over again, though, is that after a few seasons, they overuse the interview bites and all of them get like interview characters, you know, where they like have their one liners and it just it gets hard to watch. But I'll tell you. I'm rewatching you and Pia's old RHOBH, and you mentioned that you liked true crime. I just wanted to recommend Rotten Mango. She covers more stuff in Asia, so you might not oh, be as familiar with the cases. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. The situation. Oh, it's time to fix the family shtick. Yep, that's all he does. That's all that dumbass does. Danielle says, who is 8.5 and what does it mean? I'm seeing it everywhere with no explanations. <laughs> Can someone please clue me in? 8.5 is a nickname that the fans have given Anna Marie on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because she announced with pride that her husband says she's an 8.5 all around. Looks wise, mind, body, the works. That's OI. That's what they call her 8.5 is. I watched Floribama's show. I like it, except Gus and Jeremiah killed the vibe. They did. They certainly did. They got freaked out, too, because the one reunion they did with Snooki and Jenny hosting. Oh, my God. Jenny was such a bad host. But that was where they felt um, that was where they felt uh, like the heat for it, because Jenny and Snooki were like, that sucks for your roommates that you guys are fighting this much because then they can't have vacations. And they were like, oh, shit, we got to get it together. But then it was just uncomfortable. Uh, Danielle, we, we said that the reason they call her 8.5 is because she said her husband calls her an 8.5 all around. So then people just nicknamed her 8.5. Yeah, there we go. Boom. Got there. Got there. And yeah, Gus was a total crazy person, but I would, I'll say this. I know that this is toxic, but I would absolutely have Gus back. I'd have Gus back because he's the, he's drama and I would like to see it. And he's married now too. Don't look at his Twitter because it's wild. But Jeremiah is also not great. I thought Jer Jeremiah does kind of freak me out. Honestly, not gonna, not gonna lie. But anyways, there's anything else I'm forgetting? I feel like it's been kind of a slow news week. What else did I do? What else did we talk about? Um, that's it. That's all I got. When will family karma be back? I know. It's so sad. It's so sad that's over for now, for now at least. If they, if, if, um, Rish and, uh, Monica end up getting married, they better film that. Damn it. They better. I mean, 8.5 is an alleged transphobe. So are we really surprised that she sticks her nose in other people's medical business? Is she one or is it her husband? Or I guess that that could be the same thing. I'd rather have FK than the stupid Jacks show. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Amit. That the the trailer didn't, or the I wouldn't even call it a trailer. The promo for it just scared me. He looked scary driving around, driving around the neighborhood, looking at people. I'm like, oh, gross. But I know I have um, I have some friends who know someone in it. Her name's Janet, I believe. I don't know the cast well enough, but I I know her name's Janet. And they say she's great and she's fun. 
Um, here's the only thing I'm excited about with the, the, this, this Vanderpump Valley or whatever they're calling it is that Jax is going to be a bad guy. Okay. Jax is going to think he's making his comeback as like, and, and getting maybe, um, vindication, you know, because he's always he's been trying to say that he's just, he was just playing a part on Vanderpump rules. It's not really that bad of a guy, but he's going to be the bad guy. And he's going to be like, God damn it. He really thinks this is his chance to show off that he's like a family man and that he, cause he has said so many times that he was acting on Vanderpump rules and no. So I'm excited for him to get the fan feedback and be like, damn it. Even now, because you can only imagine how he speaks to Britney and all that stuff. You can only you can only imagine it. So I'm excited for him to be unpleasantly surprised by that and to watch him just be terrible again and to watch how Britney is going to try to pretend like it's not terrible. You know, you know, how she does that. You know, she's she's like, oh, Jack, it's Jack's. It's fine. It's fine. She's going to do that. Amit says he was kind of a wuss on villains. <laughs> he was. He was a little fucking pussy. He's like, I don't do shows like this, okay? I don't do shows where there's like competing, like boating, okay? We just like hang out. Yeah, okay. They told you what the show was. His age, can you imagine his agent? His agent is like, Jax, I literally sent the whole synopsis of the fucking show to you, dude. I sent the whole thing. Told you, told you to, here's the people in the cast. Told you to research them. He's like, oh yeah, I guess I should have done that. Yeah, that's right. But I am excited to see um, Kristen, Kristen, who, um, oh, wait, yeah, I forgot. Amit, he lied about, okay, th th in case you guys didn't watch Villains, House of Villains, Jax, at the end of Villains, they bring all, for the last one, they bring all of the eliminated villains back. Jax, I don't know why he would do this, but this just proves he's not changed at all because he was also a liar, you know, back then. He goes, when I got eliminated, you guys, it was the worst day. My wife called me. She's crying. She's on her way to the hospital. Turns out she had a stroke. And everyone's like, oh, my God, that's so horrible. Well, all the Reddit sleuths were like, no, she didn't. She talked about that. When she went in, she admitted she had a panic attack. Why would he make that up? It's so Jax. He did that back in the day in like early Vanderpump. He would just make up weird lies and say he'd been like a model for this or that. He lied about her having a stroke. Something that is so, so easily refuted. And there's like evidence against it. He is. So he's going to be once again back on people's screens. Everyone's going to hate him. And he's going to be like, damn it, guys. Damn it. Hi, Jessica. Um, she didn't have a stroke. No, Leslie, she did not. She did not have a stroke. <laughs> she had a panic attack. And I guess she'd either she had posted it herself at the time on her Instagram or posted it somewhere, but some, there was, there was, there were receipts on Reddit where they were like, she said she had a freaking panic attack. Where did the stroke come from, dude? I mean, honestly, I know it's, it's, it's incredible. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we have done it. We have made, we've filled up the hour. Sorry. I wish I had more, more juice for you. Make sure you tune in if you can on Friday for my weekly wrap up. I'm going to I'm going to see if Kendrick wants to join me again. I feel so guilty when I make people come back so much, but I miss him and he was so fun to do it with. 
But uh, thank you guys as always. The chat, I love you guys so much. You're the best. It's so great having you here every time. It makes me feel so great. You're awesome. Love you. Mean it. And I'm going to see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like Classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course, Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. I appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.